Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back into another edition of the Fourth Man Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, and appreciate everyone who's tuning back into the final edition of the regularly scheduled program. Uh, this show, Big Three has named a champion. Enemies have earned a championship as they come away with the 2023 Big Three championship game. We got a lot to discuss. It's been a couple weeks. I was out for various reasons. I was sick last week. Prior week, guest alignment didn't necessarily come together as I had a couple of guests lined up. So felt like I didn't just want to talk about the playoffs or couldn't just talk about the playoffs over my social media. That's what we did there. But back and better than ever to close the season out and then move to, you know, a month to month show. Most of the stuff that we post will be from a social media perspective. But thanks again for everyone tuning in and really just want to thank you guys for rocking with us the whole entire season. Got a great show for you lined up. I'm going to recap the big three championship game go through the All-Star game and talk about Jalen Brown's big appearance, what it means for the big three. Quickly give you a recap of just some of the highlights of the season, touch on some big names that we saw play this year, that joined the league play this year, as well as maybe just give you a little preview of who we think could join the league. And we'll wrap it up with the off-season schedule, at least for the show, and kind of what that looks like, especially if you're new to the show. I know we have a lot of new listeners, new people in the community, so just kind of want to give you an idea of what that looks like because – the only unfortunate part about life in the Big Three is this, this is the longest offseason in sports. So thanks again for everyone to tune in. Before we jump into all that, make sure, make sure you're following the show at Fourth Man Pod on all social media platforms. You can also find us on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed and hit the post notification bell over there. And then just want to give a big shout out to Believe Network as always. I mean, they're one of the few platforms that has given us a chance to talk about the Big Three at, at a high scale. <laughs> they help us out with various things that go in on the behind the scenes perspective so thank you again to believe for always rocking with us and kind of you know rocking with our schedule a little bit it's not necessarily ideal so we appreciate the flexibility on their end for you know not necessarily being a, a program that's run from a week-to-week basis because it is a short season because it's only running the summer so let's get into it um enemies big three champions the fourth ever champion in the big three and this is monumental for i think for the league one because the way in which they did it i mean we're talking about a team that hasn't had a lot of high expectations because of their rep in the past you know they had really good teams that didn't necessarily end up in playoff winning championship level contenders and then even this year starting out one and two despite being in a field of teams where seven of the 12 clubs in the big three were at two and one at one point enemies was at one and two didn't get off to the hottest start and to cap it off by knocking off the three-time and defending champion trilogy in the playoffs and doing so in a kind of dominating fashion to a, to a degree, holding those guys uh, like Earl Clark and Hesigod to not their best games of the season and then being able to knock off the 2019 champions and triplets who had a resurgent year. Uh, what an incredible year. I mean, like, you can't say enough about enemies. I think they have the MVP in Jordan Crawford. But in just the way they did it, the, the – to end the season in a highlight fashion and, and the way they did it, beat a lot of really good teams, killer threes. They beat enemies. Obviously, they beat the two teams in the playoffs. So big round of applause to enemies. 
it's good to have a little parity in the league, I think. And so we only had three champions in five years because Trilogy's been so dominant year in and year out. But for enemies to come in and do what they did, took it a little bit more seriously. I felt like this year, I think a lot of that kudos is to Jordan Crawford. You know, Nick Young was a player captain, uh, a player coach, I should say, but was mostly a coach down the stretch and kind of like, you know, I'm not saying he necessarily has a, a big ego, but to kind of like not hone into that so much and, and not feel like he had to play, he did what was best for the team. I think that takes a lot of pride, but also too, great job, you know, in, in terms of usage of players, making the right substitutions, drawing up a few things here and there, knowing when to go to certain guys because they're hot. I mean, just a, a masterful performance after taking over as coach. And then big shouts out to Isaiah Austin, Elijah Stewart, Quincy Miller, all guys that have been in the league for a while, some of them for enemies only, and to win a championship that's huge. Zeke, I think, had his best game of the year and on the biggest stage, at, at the highest stage. So big shout out to them. And then Elijah Stewart, you know, big game as well, 19 points. So big, big shout out to enemies. I, I want to say also congratulations to Triplets. It wasn't, you know, it hasn't necessarily been the best of times since they got bounced in the playoffs back in 2021. You know, they had a rough year last year, but to, to make the resurgence that they did, kind of show people again, like, this is how dominant this team can be. You know, just, I think, a solid season. I, I'm sure they would say that they didn't play to their best, not the perform, perform, performance, excuse me, that you wanted in the biggest game of the season to go win your second championship, but to just, uh, honestly, a good season. And, and to all the playoff teams, it was really a, a really great showcasing from all of them. Trilogy's another team that started one and two on the year. They lost Isaiah Briscoe, brought in Hezegod, and they won five games to close out the season and make it back into the playoffs to contend for another championship. Ghostballers making the champ making the playoffs for the first time since 2017, you know, adding Jonathan Simmons, being able to get over that hump of in the past few years, they've started the season hot and then they close up close out the season and in, in an unformidable fashion where they've struggled down the stretch. So kudos to them. And then making it a competitive tough game like a game they probably are kicking themselves probably should have beat triplets because of how many free throws they missed when they had the opportunity to get easy points so just a congratulations to all four of those teams but obviously a big congrats to enemies winning their first title really coming coming from out of nowhere to all the way to the top it's pretty it's pretty special uh you know a team that's been one and five two and six three and five their first year they haven't had a winning season until this year. They hadn't made the playoffs. I know we've harped on this a lot, but to do what they do is, is really impressive. And a big shout out to, uh, you know, the enemy squad. Uh, again, you know, I think, we'll, you know, we'll obviously have more shows throughout the, the rest of the year. I'll talk about the offseason schedule a little bit, but, you know, one of the first shows we'll have as we move to a month-to-month -month schedule, which is typically what we do, we'll be to talk about, you know, the different awards. And I think Jordan Crawford has a good chance to win the MVP. We probably saw our defensive player, of the game uh, of the year in that game as well and maybe in Larry Sanders Earl Clark obviously being the reigning defensive player of the year has a good solid chance at that too after another you know dominant season on the on the other end that is, isn't discussed as much so you know we'll, we'll definitely have to come on and talk about that but what what a, it wasn't just a matchful day because of the championship obviously that was a highlight of the day but we also had the all-star game that took place in London and, and first off Huge shout out to just the league and everybody in the community for uh, an incredible year. I mean, even the teams that didn't make the playoffs, a lot of teams had great performances. We saw a historic season from Ball Hogs. We saw a great season from Killer Threes. Uh, you know, we saw a ton of teams, you know, aliens who 
at one time was 0 and five, or you know, were 0 and five heading into their last game. They ended the year, ended their year strong, winning the last game of the season. So it was always teams, there's always a ton of teams with grit. It was one of the more, I wouldn't say, I guess, talent wise. I know a lot of guys have said it's not necessarily the best year, but in terms of competitiveness, how many, how many guys took it seriously, how many coaches took it seriously, it felt like that was where the competitiveness was at an all-time high. But, you know, going back to the day in London and just taking this thing international, once again, they've been in the Bahamas, now coming here to London. Another big part of that was how we got to see the All-Star game. And so, first off, in what league, other league, can you get an all-star game and a championship for the price of one ticket? Okay, just just sit on that for a second. And, and next time, you know, the championship happens next year, maybe maybe uh, take what I said into consideration when and when thinking whether or not you should go to the game. Uh, I know it was in London, so it's a little bit tougher. But if it's back in the States, you know, sit on that for a little bit. But two, the all-star game not only featured the best big three players from this past season, also featured Jalen Brown, which I think a lot of us are familiar with at this point. Um, not only the player himself, but the fact that he actually played in the All-Star game. And, you know, Jalen, I feel like the impact he has on the league is obviously bigger than basketball because there's a – it has – it's been it's been a tough go since the COVID year. And for him to uh, – you know, it's been – the past couple of years haven't necessarily been the best. They've had challenges financially. They've had challenges with viewership. They've had challenges – uh, with just basically, they were they were thrown a, a reset after the COVID year. You know, you have three great years, COVID, and now here you are in year three post COVID, uh, after 2020, uh, not having a year. And Jalen Brown not only attended the game, which I think is huge. I think guys with prominent names who support the league and really support the league in the sense that they show up and and come for you know, the whole entire day as, a, as an event, because it's not just basketball, right? We have musical performances, they have halftime shows, whatever the case is. It's more than just a game, it's an event. You get multiple games, you get entertainment, et cetera. So for a guy to show up and support that, just on that level is huge, I would say. I think, you know, Cube shows his appreciation for that time and time again. Jeff Kwanenitz shows his appreciation. Uh, the players, I'm sure, really enjoy it. And we've seen a lot of big names come to the league. But Jalen Brown took it to another level. Jalen Brown played in the All-Star game. He suited up for Team Big and competed against some of these guys to show how much of support he's in. You know, a black-owned business, I think the only the only professional sports league that's black-owned. And it's, it's really, it should be no surprise because of what Jalen Brown has done as an activist off the court. You know, he's really wanted to get back to the community. I got to see a little bit of that firsthand when I lived in Atlanta and what he was doing during the, you know, the 2019-2020 kind of a year when there was a lot of uh, activism going on around there. But it's it's just such a kudos to not only him, but also to, you know, to the league. I mean, more kudos to him, obviously, because he's the one that kind of went out of his way and did this, suited up in the game. But also a kudos, I think, to the league to show that, you know, what, what they built – hasn't been a waste of time. What they built is a is a good product, and I think it's just gonna it's gonna be. It was just such a huge milestone for the league. I don't think they ever necessarily intended for a current active NBA player to play in the league in in the sixth year, but to do so just it gives a lot of belief not only in and I'm sure league owners and players and but also to the community and the fans, people that love it like myself, that you know what we're invested in 
it, it it's a good showing. Like this is, it's not something that is like people are testing the waters and hope it works. Like this is something that's very entertaining, very much worth spending time and whatever capacity watching, uh, making content on, etc. So huge shout out to Jalen Brown. He had nine points, five rebounds, two assists for team big when his team actually lost. And the crazy part about all that is, is, you know, there were rumors that another player was supposed to play on the other team, another NBA player. So I think it's just a monumental moment because I think it's going to do wonders for the league starting as early as next year. I think because Jalen Brown and his, his stature and prominence in the basketball, you know, in the basketball brotherhood community is it, kind of setting a, a standard and credibility of, hey, if Jalen Brown's not too big of this, the guy who just received the richest contract in NBA history – if he's not too big for this, like other people shouldn't be feeling that way either. And I know there's been a few players that have felt like a little bit of disrespect when we've thought it might be, you know, a good chance for them to showcase themselves again and play in a really competitive league. We, we've heard that in the past. But, you know, um, Jalen Brown, you know, was willing to play with it. I, we had Jordan Crawford on a few weeks ago, and he, he and he continues to express this. this is, you know, at the end of the championship, he said, this is the league, you know, he – this what he brings to the table is more than what the I guess the big three is necessarily doing to provide him you know I, I mean there's a lot of people that have a lot of belief in this and so if, if their egos aren't too big they're open-minded about this I feel like it's going to give a lot of credibility to other guys who maybe uh aren't sure are unsure about it or they're shying away because they're scared of what other people will say people you know people are judgmental in the world especially in the in the world of social media so Huge, huge shout out to Jalen Brown. The impact is is phenomenal. I'm sure a ton of people have touched on this, talked about this in the background. Um, I've seen multiple posts out here, and I don't necessarily feel like I need to go on a monologue about it, but I think it's more for me as someone who's been invested in this league for a long time. Obviously, I'm recording a podcast year over year over year. I'm making content, and again, I mentioned at the top of the show, the longest offseason in sports. It's not necessarily always easy. You know, I have a lot of passion for this league, but and I have a lot of drive for this league, but sometimes there there is a sense of of hesitancy of and, and just kind of like a reflecting moment of what what will happen with this league, you know, especially after that COVID year, we saw fans not being able to show up to games or being in that bubble setting, and it kind of took away some of the joy of of what happened with the league originally when they were able to travel and go back. But this was a this was a, like a cherry on top, and obviously in the championship game, enemies winning and all that. Like that day in general is just a cherry on top of a fantastic season of people showing out, communities being more involved, players being feeling, uh, I guess, more ingrained and, and, and competitive in this league. Like it, it was just a really uh, fantastic season. I, I mean, the best one today for sure. I know we say that year after year because it's a new season, obviously. Everyone's in with the new, out with the old sometimes, but I mean, just wonders like levels of how, how great this year was. so And, and that was a cherry on top. So big shout out to Jalen Brown. Big shout out to everybody, all the players that play in this league, all the coaches that play in this league or that are coaching this league. You know, you guys have been the ones from the very beginning who believed in that, in that mission and, you know, alongside me. And so that should already make me feel like I shouldn't be going anywhere anyways. Not that I, I would, but, but, you know, just, on a, on a larger scale, it's like I, it's not even the larger scale in the sense of prominence of names. It's a larger scale in the sense of outside the big three bias, 
and you know uh, to see that there's other people that appreciate this league and are willing to support this league, make this league go as long as possible. Like, yes, I'm I'm here for it. I know a lot, a lot of people are too. So. All-Star game, you know, like I said, Jalen Brown's team didn't win. You know, the All-Star MVP was Jody Meeks. He went off to start the game and kind of capped it off there as well toward the end. But Team 3 beating Team Big 51-42. to But it was cool to see. You know, I'm excited to see if that's a format that they'll continue to run where, like, other active NBA players might play in it. Hopefully the NBA won't come through and try to axe that and prevent guys from playing because, again, it's one game. You know, Jalen Brown wasn't playing throughout the – entirety of the game and also too he played for charity you know he played for london youth he was giving back to the community while doing all this which you know obviously goes back to what we were talking about his character earlier but like if it's a community event at the end of the day for him and while being able to support a black owned business in the big three so you know hopefully the nba doesn't come come down with some kind of sanctions or something that would be I feel like kind of inappropriate and unnecessary but yeah, uh, I can't can't say enough that that day. So we'll move on to our next topic and kind of just talk about a quick recap of the season. I mean, first off, two new playoff teams that we got to see. Three, if you want to include triplets, just because they weren't in the playoffs last year. So got a lot of parity from that point of view. We crowned our fourth champion this year in enemies. So a new champion. It's now two of the four expansion teams now have won a championship. So Aliens and Bivlap, we're waiting on you guys. To, to make it happen, Bivouac, we're waiting on, hopefully next year is the year they make their first playoff run. They definitely got the the foundation set. They just got to put the right pieces together, I think. So a lot of new additions to the league. You know, I think the biggest win, I talked about it a lot last offseason, was just getting Joe back. Whatever happened with Joe, I think it was important for ISO Joe to be in this league. I think he's one of the the prominent faces of this. Some people called him the face of the league for, for a long time. I don't know if they still feel that after this season because of how many great performances we saw from other guys but Joe I think silently went about his business and I think he's a huge proponent to this league being successful in great shape you know MVP conversation once again but I do think it was great seeing guys like Tony Allen join has he got put on matchable performances we saw a new big three scoring record be broken by the one and only has he got saw Brandon Moss I thought was a great addition I think he's going to be a high pick next year if he's not a you know, I know politics are involved, but if he's not, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, and so we saw a lot of new new faces. Right? I, th- I thought we saw a lot of good stuff from the big three team as well, just like the internal team. Social media team did a good job. A lot of good content. Um, a, lot of, a lot more people, you know, not even before Jalen Brown played in this big three game, you know, there's obviously a lot of publicity after he played in it from, from bigger news networks. But even before that, I think we saw a lot more people get excited about creating content and showing off these players' highlights throughout the year. So I know I, I kind of already talked about it, like successful season. It was a great year. But, you know, just to add to that, just I guess to add more specifics to that, those are some of the things that we got to see this year. We saw maybe the most competitive year yet today. I mean, leading up into the the last week we had I would say about seven teams that had a, a significant like you know a real chance not significant a real chance and making the playoffs making those last four spots if you really think about it like Ghost Ballers made the playoffs uh, barely over Killer Threes because of because of enemies winning um, there uh, there was some kind of nuance to it now I, now it's kind of escaping my head here but if it it was basically like if 
if Ball oh that's what it was if Ball Hogs would have beat Trilogy it would have been Killer Threes in and not Ghost Ballers like think about that like that's how close it was throughout the entire you know entire season and even you know down the stretch I, I kind of like the format of like uh, eliminating teams as the season goes on so you know not everyone gets to play eight games anymore but it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting format because not only do you really make the the race tighter towards the end but also you have the spoiler plays I mean. I think Aliens played huge spoilers toward Tri-State when they won their one and only game. And yes, Tri-State made it to the final eight, but to, to lose that game was significant. Obviously, they didn't have Jason Richardson, but they're the only team that lost to them, and they, they suffered huge ramifications from it. So I kind of like that format, new style format. We'll see if we see that again. Uh, great bring the fire moments. This was an incredible year. The, the, the stands were packed again. We saw a new championship hub. We saw some different celebrities playing in the uh, in the celebrity game. We saw Jalen Brown playing in the All Star game, as mentioned already. I mean, what what a season! I, I couldn't ask for a better season. It's got me amped up for this off season. We got a lot of good stuff coming in the off season, but um, you know, we touched on some players that we did see played in this year's league. I mean, there's some players that I think because of the way the season played out, because of the support that was given from other. Uh, big prominent names. I think there's some other players that we could gen- like. We have a a realistic shot at seeing next year. I think someone like Lou Lou Williams would be willing to play in this league. I'd love to see someone like Lance Stevenson play in this league. I don't know if he. I know he's still making an NBA comeback, but uh, you know maybe this is a way for teams to see him again play on a high stage. Like I think Jordan Crawford, if he's not getting NBA offers, like it, it's absurd. We've seen other guys make the jump from NBA to or from big three to the nba like jordan crawford should be getting legit offers whether he wants them or not i know he's very invested in this league now whether he wants them or not but he should be getting crazy offers after this year he shot 60 percent from three he only missed 23s all year 32s all season 50 shots you know the leading scorer one of the top three scorers in this league had the most points in this league like total so jordan crawford should be a legitimate shot so i think that being said like you know, Lance Stevenson could have a similar impact if he came in. You never know. It might not necessarily be from a scoring game, but just being able to see him play again on a competitive level, I think the big three is a legit shot. Uh, we've talked about this all year. You know, I'd love to see someone like Tyreek Evans play. We only got to see a glimpse of him in the G League since he was reinstated from his suspension in the NBA. Like, Tyreek Evans would make a great addition. I, I know, I, I think he used to work out with Michael Beasley and Mario Chalmers. There's a co-captain spot I know that was filled by Tony Allen or like midway through the year, but like maybe they open that back up and bring Tyreek in. Michael Beasley, Mario Chalmers, Tyreek Evans. That'd be insane for Three's Company. I think that would be, you know, I, I've thought Three's Company should be a playoff team forever. That would definitely make them a playoff team, like no doubt in my mind. That's gotta be. But I'd love to see Tyreek Evans play. I just want to see him play in general again, right? Like we can see guys play overseas or in Central South America, but. Would love to see these guys play like uh, here in the States, just on, you know, we're, I guess we're, we're kind of used to seeing them play um, in their home countries. You know, who are some other guys? Like, you know, maybe it's a stretch. I think my the biggest person on my wish list, it's kind of like when you're, you have a Christmas list, list for Santa and you're like 12 years old and hoping for like a, a Lamborghini or a Bugatti or something. You know, there's something unrealistic because maybe even younger than that because you're, you're not even – you think Santa's still real. Hopefully I didn't just spoil that for somebody's kids. You think Santa's still real and you think that's a realistic possibility. I have like a big ass, you know, like, so basically what I'm saying is my big ass for me 
would be DeMarcus Cousins. There's no reason he shouldn't be playing in the NBA. Somehow he's playing in Puerto Rico. He's dominating over there. I would love to see him play in the big three on an eight-game schedule, 10-game schedule probably, because whoever's got Boogie is probably making a playoff run. More than likely could be making a championship row. I'd love to see Boogie in there. And then continue to grow this game internationally. You know, like, uh, and I'm going to have to look this up because I can never say this guy's name. But I've seen, I've been kind of looking at a couple different uh, rankings for the FIBA three-on-three rankings. And, like, some of the guys I've seen, like, first off, it'd be, we'll, we'll see what Aliens does. Aliens are going to bring in, they're going to do something. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Uh, but as long as they have Dusan and Ivo Shev at the helm, you know, we could see Carlos Osmanis back, potentially. He got a great opportunity this year. Maybe he comes back next year. Uh, we could see Mashidi back next year for a full season. Now he's kind of used to the game, had a good good game at the end of the year. Maybe we see him back for a full year. But I would really love to see, you know, one of Osmanis' teammates, his Latvian teammate, it's, is uh, Norris Miezes. He's, he's a beast. He's a top five, you know, top five player in terms of, like, their individual rankings in the FIBA circuit. The number one player right now is Strahinius Soyakacic, I think that's how you say it. They call him Dr. Strange over there, and he's a Serbian guy, but he's nice. It'd be cool to see if somebody could convince him. I don't know if you can convince him from what he's doing. You know, I, I want to say it's a big fish in a small pond, but what he's doing in, the, in FIBA, obviously he's got a lot of fans over there. He's been playing over there for a long time, and he's been dominating over there, but it'd be cool to see him make that jump over here, you know? So I, I think there, we, we're going to get a good mix, obviously, with when JC was on the show, talked about Marshawn Brooks playing. That'd be cool to see him again. Uh, who are some other guys I have listed on here? I know Rudy Gay is like fresh out of the NBA. or uh, He's still in the NBA, but he's a free agent right now. It'd be cool to see Rudy Gay if he doesn't get signed to a team. Uh, Mike Scott, he just went overseas. Would be cool to see Mike Scott. Jeremy Lin, someone who wants to get back to the NBA. Maybe it's a chance for you to play stateside again. That'd be cool. Uh, John Wall would be a cool one. I, I don't know how John Wall still... Not on a team. Um, I guess that would be kind of another big ask with Boogie, but maybe we get like a, a Boogie Cousins John Wall pitch going and, you know, have them playing again on the same team. I know they briefly did for Houston when they were with the Rockets, but maybe we make that pitch again. They get to hang out with each other uh, again and hang out with some of the, the guys in the big three, but also be on a team together, try to go win a championship and some, you know, professional basketball capacity. Like, these are just some thoughts I have, and, and maybe I'll, I'll be the one to make some propaganda and advertisements to get them back in this, to maybe at least get them interested, because I think it'd be cool. Um, but I do think that those are heights that we can kind of look at now, and I don't think those are, I mean, some of them may be more unrealistic than others, but I think there's legitimate chances now because of the way this year went and the credibility that from the people that have been supporting this league have given it. So... We'll see. I mean, I think there's going to be a few changes as well to some teams. Uh, there's always changes. I guess, yeah, changes every year. I mean, there weren't as many changes, I would say, this offseason because I think everyone's really invested. But, you know, we saw Gilbert Arenas down the stretch not be the coach for enemies. We saw that Nick Young, Swaggy P taking that role. Maybe, maybe Swaggy P takes on a full-time coaching role, put somebody else at the captain spot. Uh I mean, you, de you get to keep that whole team, and then you add someone there. Who knows what they do for enemies? I mean, you look at a team like 3 at Monsters who had their worst year to date. This is the first time they ever missed the playoffs was this year. And they have a 44-year-old Richard Lewis, and then Reggie Evans will be 44 heading into the next year. I'm not saying those guys can play, 
But we saw Richard Luce kind of taking a step back, I felt like, a little bit in terms of playing time and at times not being as aggressive. Like, will they continue to play? Will we, you know, hopefully we see Kevin Murphy back. But, you know, are those a couple of guys that maybe take a, a different step in their in their careers and add new players in that role? I mean, I don't know. There'll definitely have to be some openings for captain spots, I think, for some of these guys to play, whether it's captain or co-captain. Because, but, I mean, it would also be a monumental moment if those guys joined the draft pool and, and those are some of the guys we're drafting from. I don't know. I think they would need captain spots. So we'll see. I don't know what kind of changes we can expect. You know, Trilogy has got a little bit older. They're going to, you know, I mean, James White's 40. Hawk is around 39, 40. I could be wrong. Sorry if I just aged you there, Hawk. But, you know, do they make some changes there? I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking power, Power's got to make some adjustments. You know, when a, so if, if you're new to the big three, the the running runner-up team and the defending champions, they get to run their teams back. But for everybody else, they have to drop everybody that's not a captain or a co-captain. So, like, for power, they got to run their team back with uh, having Glenn Rice Jr. and TJ Klein still on the team. Like, those guys are going to fall back into the draft pool if you think about it. You know, someone like Giannis Tima, who had a really good year for Aliens, going to go back into the draft pool. Really good shooter. Dominique Johnson, who's been on Killer Threes. Killer Threes were lucky to get him again. Um, they might have to go try to get him a third time. Who knows? Unless someone makes him a co-captain. You know, so definitely see some changes. I'm just curious if we'll, what kind of changes we'll see at the top and what kind of new additions we'll make. I mean, I, I think it's a slow and steady thing, right? I think at some point the league will expand. I wouldn't think that they would expand up to next year. But, hey, with all the possibilities I'm listing off and how many people want to play in this league, maybe they have the revenue to be able to do so. I mean, that would be cool. But maybe it, maybe it's a slow grind. You add couple big names next offseason and a couple more big names next offseason. There's a ton of, uh, and I posted this on Twitter today, recording on Thursday afternoon. If you really dissect it, there's a ton of talent in this league already. Like There's a ton of great talent. Not saying that you can never have more talent, but it's not like we, it's not like where the league was at at one point when they were just hoping for talent, you know, talented player after talented player. We have a lot of those talented players in this league already. So, Adding one or two big names per season, you know, it may not feel like a lot when you say it out loud, but on paper, when you look at the league, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, they're just adding to the to the level of, of talent, talent that we already have in the pool. So, you know, we'll see what, that, what goes there. I'm just – those are some of the things I'm thinking about as we head to the offseason and at least from the – the league standpoint uh, obviously we'll start ramping up some more things and conversations around that you know during the off season on our end we'll make we'll make our pitches and uh, whatever the case may be but th those are some of the things i think that you know us as a community and, and fan base can start thinking about and we'll see if the league maybe starts thinking about it sometimes they're already two steps ahead of us but yeah um i think that's about everything just again been a great year the last thing i want to touch on here and wrap up the show after this is off-season schedule so i know there's a lot of new people that are new to the show new to the league whatever the case may be um come to us as a as a place of or a source of <coughs> information excuse me i guess i'm still suffering from my sickness last week but coming they come to us for a source of information which we greatly and highly appreciate but i just want to let you kind of give you a land of the lay or lay of the land 
on how the offseason works, seeing as it's the longest offseason in sports. Basically, the way we run it is we go from a weekly schedule to a monthly schedule. We'll have one show per month updating you on anything new, talking about anything in terms of, of what players are doing in the offseason, players for different clubs, things like that. That's typically the gist of what we're talking about. Um, I would say from September to leading up to December and then January kind of picks up a little bit different where we get a little bit more news and things like that. But typically those are, we'll go to that monthly schedule. We'll try to have an interview still with some of the guys that we haven't had a chance to talk to during the year, try to have an interview within those. So they will be kind of sporadic in the sense of they won't be on the same date, uh, you know, the same day at the same time each month. It'll just kind of be when we can get that interview lined up and then when we can get that source of information. But they, I will say that we always try to make it on the back half of that month, <clears throat> excuse me, because we want to be able to make sure we didn't miss anything uh, for the entirety of that month. And we can kind of, you know, c- consolidate all that information into one episode without missing anything or feeling like we have to save for the next month. Some other things to look out for in this off season. Uh, starting hopefully today if I can get it done it's been a little bit of a process but at least by before Memorial Day start putting out season highlights of different players so just full re- full highlights of as many players as we can we're going to start with like one player from each team and we'll kind of go that format if there's other players that want a specific highlight reel done we can try to get that done as well I will do the best of my ability to crank out as many as I possibly can. I'm a one-man show. So that's going to be what we're going to see early in the offseason. Also going to see some things on YouTube from our in-person trip to Miami when we actually went to the games and attended the event. <clears throat> want to post some stuff from there to kind of give you an inside look into what that looks like if you haven't already had the chance. So make sure you look out for that on YouTube. Uh, I mentioned continued interviews for each show. And then... In the background, we'll be working on other things to kind of revamp what we're doing from a production standpoint. So some things to look at are hopefully we'll have new background for the, the visual version. We'll have new template templates and designs for our posts that we're making as we're always trying to level up a little bit more. We'll have new equipment, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, especially, I should say, we'll definitely have new equipment by the beginning or by the time 24. 20- 24 gets rolling and that episode takes off so some things to look out for i mean i'm i've been doing this for five six years at this point i always try to upgrade just a little bit but i really want to take a big jump the league took a big jump and i want to make that same investment too to not only the players in this league but the people that come to us for a source of information because i can't thank you guys enough for rocking with us all year putting a lot of trust in us um supporting us and you know, just help, just helping where you can to uh, not only the league, but to myself. Like, um, again, I'm just a guy that really loves this league and wants to do anything I can to make people aware of it and highlight the players that are involved in this league. And so any support that anyone else is doing, whether it's been in person or it's been remote, I can't thank you enough. And so because of that, I want to continue to invest in the show a little bit more and do a little bit of a better job, not only just with uh, you know posting and getting the information out there a little bit quicker, but also too, just to be able to uh, you know just have better quality like better quality content out there. I mean that's the most surface level way I can put it, but better quality content out there so everything looks really good and professional and done done right. Um, feel like it can be shared and collaborated with um, 
you know, especially if it's a player and they're involved, wanted to want them to be able to share their words and, and, and their voice, but also do so in a way that doesn't look, you know, in a way that looks clean. So some things to look out for. And then last thing I'll mention is this background will change a little bit. I've got a couple of jerseys that I have that I want to frame. <clears throat> no disrespect to Corey McGetty, but I feel like I need to switch it up a little bit. And then hopefully getting a couple more jerseys on the way. So see a little background changes as well as we as we get into next year. So lots of good things to look forward to for season seven. I just appreciate everyone rocking with us. It's been an incredible season. And a lot of that has to do with the people that support the show and that has supported me as an individual. So can't thank you guys enough. But that being said, that's going to wrap up today's show. Um, we'll, obviously, we'll probably have a, a show in September relatively early into the month only because they'll probably have the season awards that come out here at some point, you know, and we'll, so we'll discuss those a little bit and then maybe a little bit of surprise there, you know, uh, don't keep, you know, don't hold me accountable for that. This is, just, I said, maybe up front, so I prefaced, but just keep in mind that we'll have a show earlier in September and then the rest of the offseason schedule will look a little bit different. Excuse me. As it gets closer to that April, May timeframe, we'll start to ramp up, you know, how many shows we have, probably like two times in a month. And just because there'll be more information and things like that. But early early in the off season, it'll be like definitely once a month. September will be early in the month. And yeah, some things to look out for. But that's going to wrap up today's show. Appreciate everyone who's rocked with us all year. Congrats again to Enemies and to another successful year in the big three. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.